Hello and welcome to episode 105 of the Pause.com Entertainment Podcast. We are your hosts, Tony, and I am Lou. How are you doing today, Tony? I am well. What are you doing over there on the old iPad? Looking for pad? our Facebook Now, is that the, the new iPad? It is not the new iPad. Don't you think that's a, that was a terrible thing to name the new iPad? Is the new iPad? Because if they want to get away from numbering things, what are they going to do when they come out with the next new iPad and somebody says, I got the new iPad? Then you're going to have to go... Wait, which new iPad? The new new iPad or the old new iPad? Right. That doesn't make any sense. They should have just gone with iPad 3. I agree. Right? Steve Jobs is dead. Uh, did you know that they're coming out with an... Uh, actually, they are coming out with a new iPad that is equally usable by both men and women. It's going to be called the BiPad. <laughs> that's so dumb. <laughs> you both laughed at that. No, that's not a laugh. That's, that's not a laugh. <laughs> It's true. Uh, do we have any mail? Do we have any we do have feedback? We got some comments. By the way, this episode of the Pause.com Entertainment Podcast is brought to you by Yumbly. Search restaurants and menus to find exactly what you're hungry for. Yum! Dango Amade. Thank you. Uh, Can you do that in Italian too, please? Oh, fame. Grazie, signore. Um, uh, by the way, bonjour, Coco. Bonjour, Coco. Comment allez-vous? Coco has something to say. Oh, does she? Uh, no, she says, no comment, no questions. Just happy this week is over and can't wait to hear what we have to say about movies, TV, and more. Merci, Coco. So there is her comment on having no comment. There you go. Um, also, Kim says, this is Kim slash Beth. Right. Says, it's okay that we've taken so long. We do apologize for the Yeah, way. yeah, it's mostly Tony's fault. It is. I'm just very busy. Yeah. But, uh, but I will definitely, will try to be on schedule for the next one because the following week I will be in Mexico. So there you go. So. Um, but Kim says it's okay, so it's okay. Uh, she says life gets busy like that sometimes. She'll be looking forward to the new episode. By the way, my sister sent me an email saying, "When are you guys doing the next podcast?" I'm now completely caught up and need more. That was oh. nice. That was nice. Which sister is this? This was my sister Lucy. Oh, yeah. Why isn't your other sister listening? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to ask her when I call her later to See wish how her I happy find the birthday. negative in things. Yeah. Rather than embracing the positive. I do. I've, Hi, Lucy. I've noticed that for many years, actually. <laughs> uh, Jean says, this is your Aunt Jean. Uh, actually, my wife's Aunt Jean. Making it your Aunt Right, but, yeah, but right. I yeah. just want to clarify that, yeah. Wow. What? I just have to throw labels out there. <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, she wants us to talk about TV shows on the bubble. Okay. What, I don't really know. Can what we? That, what is that I, I'd rather just talk about them right here at the table. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> What if the bubble pops? <laughs> I don't want to fall. I'm afraid of Is heights. she referring to TV shows that are in danger? I believe she is, yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, shows that are on the bubble. Uh, I got a little of that in the miscellaneous. Okay. I also have a little about uh, Stritch posted a, well, he posted a trailer that can't be seen on the iPad, so I'm sure it can be seen on the computer. Why, it's flash. But on our wall, it's got the circle slash to it. Yeah. Um, it's the trailer for Battlestar Galactica Blood and Chrome, which I right. also have news on okay. in the miscellaneous. Okay. Now, I have not watched that whole thing. So maybe before we talk about TV, we should watch it. Because I, I saw like the first 10 seconds of it, and then I had to go okay, do something we'll else. watch it. Yeah, we'll watch it later. But is is got, that it? Is that all I've we got, got for feedback? That's it. Okay. Uh, would you like to get right? Well, anything else you want to go over before we get right into video games? No. Okay. Let's there, do it. Why? Is there something I'm no, missing? I don't know. I don't think so. No. no. I'm fine. Oh. What? I don't know. Let's go. Let's go. Go. Talk about games. Oh, okay. So let's talk about Mass Effect 3, which okay. we now both are playing. 
Although I have, I finished have just it. played a little. You have finished it. I have finished it. Yes. Uh, without revealing anything, what's all the? Because I won't read the articles. Why are people in such a brouhaha over the ending? The um, there are many, many, many people upset about the ending to the point where they want their money back and they're really, about, yeah, oh yeah, really. I can't believe you've read none of that. It's no, all over I the internet. I don't. I don't read. You don't read. Like oh, that's right. You don't read. No, I don't. I just don't read. I don't read usually reviews of things because it's not even really a review it there's a lot of news about the game i mean that's the biggest um, news about the game i don't i don't know so if i can really ending. say anything without talking about okay the story but do you understand people being upset i guess yeah okay i i, I mean i don't know i don't really want to read it because you know they always all those articles say like spoiler ahead and i don't want to read the spoiler okay well can you think of a site where you know there is one because maybe i could read it later and then comment on it yeah, all you have to do is Google it. Okay. But go to IGN. Go to any of them. Joystick, IGN. Huh, that's interesting. I, I mean, I guess I could see... There's definitely one aspect to the end of it that that I found... I don't know. I wonder if they're talking about story-wise or play-wise. I don't know. You'll have to read it and then... Yeah. And then... I'll comment on it later. Spoilerlessly right. tell me what... Okay. But I do want to, because I never finished Mass Effect 2. And see, the thing is, I played the first Mass Effect on the Xbox. And then I played... Did you? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right, because it wasn't out on right, PC it wasn't for out a long time. Yeah. So then I played the second one and the third one on the PC. So obviously I didn't carry over my character from the first to the second. And I never finished the second one, so I never imported my character. And there were... I'm assuming this is why this happened. There were several places in the course of the game where during a conversation I had responses that were grayed out. And I'm assuming that's because I hadn't imported a character that had done things that related. It's cool because I imported my character, and the coolest thing is you have all your weapons and all your stuff. That's amazing. Totally cool. That's amazing. Um, but another cool thing is that it kind of gives you a brief synopsis of what happened in your game, and then it tells you how it affects the oh, game I like before that. going into it. I like that. Did, wasn't that thing cool that I mentioned how you could select what style you wanted Didn't to play? Didn't get to do that. What? Did not really? give me that option. Yeah. What did you play on? 360. That's interesting. Yeah. Did not give me that option. I meant to mention that. I wonder if that's because you did import a character. Probably. Or if it's only on the PC that you get to do that. Yeah, I don't that's know. That's interesting. Um, but I really enjoyed the first part of the game that we were talking about, the part that takes place on Earth. Uh-huh. Uh, that was really fun. And there's a, there's a lot, you know, having finished it now, I, I really am looking forward to going back and finishing two because there was a lot of story stuff that I didn't get to. And it would be interesting to see, you know, I, I'm i almost tempted to then import that character into three and see how the experience how it, would be right. different. But there were just some really crazy sequences in three that I, I really enjoyed a lot, both story-wise and, God, I'm looking forward to it. you know, and play gameplay-wise. I thought it was really great. I, I've I've read some not so great reviews of it by people. Who oh, it was I've read great reviews. Too short or didn't like the story or whatever. Yeah. But I thought the story was really good. I thought it was very cohesive. I thought it was the most cohesive that I can remember from the series. Um, yeah. But I, I thought it, I have to say really I always cool. liked the the DLC that they came out with for that. The, all the DLC for for Mass Effect Two was great. Yeah, and, and uh, see, so I've never played any of it. I'm looking forward to because it's all like story DLC. It's not like you know, right? Just multiplayer go to this other maps station and, like, and yeah. in fact, that reminds me. I put in. I don't mean to get off track, but I want to. I don't want to forget this. I 
put in Portal 2 because I wanted to see, you know, they had that free DLC. It was some multiplayer or co-op stuff. Okay. And then it was challenge maps. And by challenge maps, I thought they were like new maps. No, they're just like time challenges of the maps that are I don't like timed stuff like that. Well, I mean, what... And then it shows you like how you rank with the other people you know, I'm online. Not, I'm and not like, 14. I don't care about. I, I want new, right. new puzzles. Yeah, me too. And how hard can that be to like come out with that? Right. I mean, it only took them like two or three years to do this. <laughs> I know, but still, I'm mad. Uh, no, I, I I agree with you that that's what I would want the most from the DLC in that game. And I th- I thought we, you know, we're going to get more than just that little bit of DLC. And didn't you also out. feel like we kind of deserved it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Damn it. Yeah. So um, I've been playing. You know, I, by the I, way, folks, don't forget to buy your lottery tickets. Uh, I think by the time this posts, yeah, that, that'll be probably over. be long over. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I bought Mass Effect. I bought Mass Effect Three because I wanted to start playing something new. Because I played so much Skyrim, and then I was playing right. SSX, which I enjoy. That's that more to me is uh, kind of like, oh, I have a half hour. Let's you know go yeah. ride the slopes. Sure. <laughs> I wish you could or have whatever, seen the face that he whatever, was making when he said that. Whatever the kids are calling snowboarding, you know, whatever I'm the sure snowboarding the lingo saying, is. Hey, for, let's go ride the slopes. Yeah. Um, so uh, the day I was going to go buy Mass Effect 3, I'm like, oh, you know what? I should throw in Batman Arkham City because I never really got into it. I, I played it for maybe like a half hour. And then like, yeah. then Uncharted 3 came out and that just, you know, that Blew took your over mind. right away. Right. So I started playing Batman Arkham City and... Uh, then I bought Mass Effect 3, but I wanted to go back to Batman Arkham City and play a little more, and then it completely sucked me in. And that's the reason why I've been playing Mass Effect 3, because I've been playing so much Batman Arkham City, and I am loving it. It is now my new pick for best game of last year. Better than the Skyrim. Yes. Okay. For me. For you. I love the world. I love... It's kind of like open world, and like so there's so many different... like unique challenges and like you do the challenges and you get cool new gadgets and uh and the story i have to say as far as the story goes it has grabbed me more than any other story in any video game ever wow yeah it's just i'm having a lot of fun with it and i love the world and the characters and like you know all the villains are in it like anyone you can think of they're in it right some people complained about that but i mean i i think that's great yeah yeah, I mean that's the thing with uh, so many of those things are just so subjective in that right. in that respect. Now, who's the guy who was in the the movies played by Gary uh, Oldman, uh, Commissioner character? Gordon? Yeah, yeah. Now, when you get all the gadgets, do you give them to him so that he can be like Inspector Gadget? No, no. <laughs> um, I just have to say this game is done so well, and just traveling around the city is so much fun. Yeah. Because you're using your grappling hook and you're like, you know. Bye, Kelsey. Have a good weekend. And you're you're gliding through the city and just. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before you go, what was the thing that Ryan texted you about yesterday? About. Oh, the white guy. Oh. (laughs) There you have it. Never mind. Never mind. There you have it. (laughs) See you next weekend. I mean, Um, next week. (laughs) Bye. I don't think you would like the game because a lot of combos. I know you Again, don't like combos. unless it includes pretzels, cheese, or peanut butter, I don't like combos at all. You won't like it. A lot no. of combos. I the, I didn't I didn't enjoy the first one at all. Yeah. So. In fact, I never finished the first one, so now when I finish this one, I look forward to going back to the first one. See how that works? Yeah. That happens a lot. I remember as soon as I was done playing- uh, Mass Effect 3? Uh, no, no, no. Um, uh, Skyrim? No. Uh, Half-Life 2. Uh, I, I wanted to go and play Half-Life. You just did too, see, right? I did. I did, yeah. And you didn't love it though, did you? Uh I thought it was really good. You know, it was hard a little hard to play it just graphically because it was so 
you know, before ancient yeah. looking yeah. by that time. Uh, because even when I played Mass Effect or uh, uh, Half Life Two was a couple of years after it had originally come out. So right. uh, I still think it holds up pretty well, though. Yeah, it's it's a nice looking game. You know, it's very. I smooth. can't believe we still have no new news. Um, I know on either Mass Effect Two Episode Three or Mass. I mean Half Life. Sorry, Half Life Two Episode Three or Half Life Three. Right. They should really give us something. Something. Um. Okay. Wait, do you have this in there? No. All right, we'll go on, and then we'll talk about other stuff. Um, I've also been playing a new addictive game, and I've been playing with a lot of people at work. Uh, I'm sure everyone's heard of it by now. This is no news to anyone, but uh, Draw Something. It's a oh. new app game on the iOS. I think it's probably on Android, too. Okay. Uh, it's basically Pictionary. Okay. But you play. it's turn-based, kind of like Scrabble. When you play someone on Scrabble on your phone, here are you like, you do the, you know, draw the pic. It gives you a word. You draw the picture, and then the other person has to guess it. But what's cool about it is, you are you playing against strangers, or friends? You can play either. But you can just say, just randomly match me with somebody. Yeah. Oh, okay. You can do that. But also, you can hook it up to your Facebook, mm-hmm. and so I can go through all my Facebook friends that have it, right? Uh, installed. And so right now, I'm playing like ten different friends right now. Wow. Um, my, my and, and they're each it's each a separate game or you're separate all playing game. together. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now my complaints about it. Well, no. First of all, cool thing about it, when you see the drawing, like it does it as like a video, so you see them actually drawing. You don't just see the finished drawing. Right. You see them drawing it, so it's kind of fun to guess it like as quickly as you can. Sure. And it doesn't give you. And all, do you get more points for doing it quicker? I don't think so. Oh. Okay. I don't understand how the pointing work. How the point system works. Yeah. Um. The pointing there's works coins. Like this. Yeah. There's coins and like, but it always shows like you get this certain percentage of coins. And I get that percentage. And I don't understand. How I'm already out. confused. Um, but uh, a thing I don't like is there's really no end to the game. You just keep going back and forth, mm-hmm. and like that's a little weird. Yeah, there should be a winner at some point. Yeah, I I would think so. Yeah, I have. What's some the purpose that... of having points if nobody wins? Well, because you you collect these coins. Yeah, and then with the coins you can buy like more colors for drawing and. Then enhance uh, the experience. More bombs. Bombs. Yeah. Here's what the bombs do. So you're given, like, suppose the word is cat. Okay. So you're given the three spaces. Now, what would you draw to let to make somebody guess cat. that? Oh, yeah. okay. Um, it would show three spaces for cat, and then there's all these letters on the bottom uh-huh. to choose from. I say all these. It's really only, like, 12. Okay. Um, but if you press, like, if you're really confused, like, if, the, if they're done drawing the picture and you're still confused, like, I don't know what that is. Like if it doesn't look like a cat, <laughs> I guess <laughs> you press the bomb, yeah. and it gets rid of some of the letters, so it's easier for you to guess. You know, right now, how who gets points? The person who drew really good, or the person who guessed? I don't really understand how the points because works. Uh, because <laughs> because if you get points just for guessing, then you, you get it for a, both. You I would think. have a lot of incentive to not draw really well. You know what I mean? Like, well, no, I, you don't get if the point. word was hat a house, I would draw a cat. No, I think you both get points. Okay. But I think if like, because sometimes you can you can type it in and then it can be wrong. I think you're kind of penalized. Yeah. I'm trying so, to figure out like how the yeah, whole thing I don't. Even it doesn't works. explain how the point system works. Okay, so what's the fun part? Just guessing. Uh, no, you know what the fun part is the drawing. Okay. Because you really you could take your time with it, and I use a stylus, so you know I get really artistic with it. I, I, I don't think Apple would approve of you using a stylus, by the way. Uh, well, that's too bad. Okay. It really Sad. makes this game much it's not easier. How you're supposed to use when their using... product that you paid for? Because I can definitely tell when I'm using the iPad with a stylus versus someone who's playing with an iPhone in their finger. Right. 
because their pictures. Oh, especially look- if they got banana hands. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm having fun with it, and it's just it's just fun to play with friends, and we we laugh about it at work, and it's fun. Okay. That's all I got. That's all you got. That's all, right. all you've been playing. Uh, yeah, I haven't played anything since I. Finished. So you're done with World of Warcraft. Um, you know what? I actually did play it for about 20 minutes once yeah. recently. So you're but, still paying monthly for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to do about that because I think if you cancel your account, all your stuff goes away. You can't get it back. I don't think. I don't think so. I don't. Know. I you know I'll have to look into how that works. Yeah. But I was under the impression that if you cancel your account, that that's it. You're done. And you can't really like put it on hold like you can Netflix, as far as I know. Wow. So I don't know. We'll see. All right. Ready for some miscellaneous? Yeah, and you know, I don't think you have it in here, so that I'm just going to say this. I think that Diablo 3 is coming out May yes, 15th. Yes, you posted that on our Facebook thing. That's okay. why I didn't mention it. Okay. Well, I just, I, I don't know if some people listen, yeah. obviously, that don't. And I had it. mentioned before that it was uh, coming out on consoles, but from what I read about the release, it's just going to be PC. You know, and speaking of that, um, Blizzard is actually trying to make World of Warcraft work on the iPhone and iPad. Weird. Yeah. How could you do that? I mean, I've got like like 40 little things that I can click on on my interface. You yeah. know what I mean? So what's the problem? Well, how would you do that on the iPhone? On the phone, yeah. But on the on new the iPad, iPad. On the new iPad. Right, but it's not just a resolution thing. It's also a, a screen oh, real could... estate thing. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the screen still isn't that big dimension-wise, so right. it would still be very tiny. I don't know. I got no answers. Okay. All right, uh, how about some miscellaneous? Sure. Uh, I talked a bit about the PSN game Journey in the last episode. Now, that's the one where you're the characters from the rock band? That is not the one. Sorry. This is the one I talked about last time when you made that same joke. Uh Uh, Well, the game has since become the fastest-selling PSN game ever. You know what I don't understand? I read all the articles talking about this big feat. What really does fastest-selling game mean? I mean, is that the most sales? in In the shortest amount of time. Okay. But not the most. You have to draw the line total. somewhere, though. So I don't know. Where, I, don't I don't know how you figure that right, out. Right. I don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, congratulations. But what does that really mean? Right. I don't. Get it's it. just. It's just like saying that has the worst cloud ever. Like, what do you? What are your metrics yeah. for saying something? So I like don't really. That? Yeah. But you know, it's all about the news here. Um, here's an interesting s- statistic, and this is actually a Microsoft executive told the LA Times recently that the Xbox 360 is being used more for film and music streaming than it is for playing games. I'm sure Microsoft is so happy about that stat. Well, because they're touting it now as like an all-over entertainment device. Right, I understand that, but I, I, I still bet they wish that more people were using it to play games. Um. I don't think so because I would think now they've opened themselves up to a much bigger market, like selling it to people that don't play games. I mean, to take it one step further, you could sell it to someone that would never buy a video game system well, for that's all the other things it does, and then you might get them to start playing games sure. when they wouldn't normally. Right, right. No, that's true. That's so, true. But that is interesting. And in addition to that, my next item, uh, speaking of streaming on the 360, both HBO Go and Xfinity On Demand are currently both available on the console. Well, that's pretty cool. Very cool. That I tried cool. to set up. Let me just say that if you have Xfinity or Comcast, well, I guess same thing, um, the HBO Go will not work. Why? Because... You just said it works. Uh, it only works if you get HBO through something else other than Xfinity huh? or Comcast. Makes no sense. So both services are available. No, they're different services. HBO Go alone 
works if you have HBO through some other provider other than Comcast or Xfinity. Okay. So if you have RCN or if you get it through DirecTV or Dish Network, okay, it will work on your 360. Now, I'm guessing because I haven't been able to get the Xfinity on demand to work that if you have HBO, you can just access the HBO content through, through the Xfinity, Xfinity on app. demand. I got gotcha. you. Now, the reason I'm having an issue on mine is because my our cable at home is not in my name. Okay. And the my Xbox account is in my name, so it's not letting me. I have to call Xfinity. That's weird. Um, I know. It should just – because it yeah. knows – what's weird is when I tried to do it, it l- looked at my network and saw I was getting – the internet was coming through Xfinity. Yeah. And obviously that's coming through the account holder who I live with. Right. So – What's the issue? Yeah, that's weird. So I have to call Xfinity. Although I still was never able to get our Samsung Blu-ray player to hook up to Netflix. Really? Like every t- yeah, because you know how it generates the you go into Netflix and it generates a code, or sorry, the the Blu-ray player generates code which you enter in. But that has Netflix. nothing to do with your cable. I don't know what it has to do with. I just know that I can't get it to work. That's I've so never weird, gotten that it to works work on all my devices. Yeah, I don't know. Can't get it to work <laughs> because every time I put the code in, it says sorry, the code has expired. It's like. I but you just, just gave, gave it me to that me. Gold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. But hopefully by the next time we do this, I'll be able to talk about x on demand. Because how cool will that be? Because I don't have cable in my room. Oh, so there you go. So to be able to access all the on-demand. That is cool. Very cool. Uh, let's see. A rumor has surfaced that a stripped-down version of the Xbox 360 will be released in 2013. This goes along with what I've been saying. The 360 Lite will stream movies and play. Oh, I'm sorry. Will stream music and movies, play Xbox Live arcade games, but will not have a disc drive. The unit is aimed to be a direct competitor to the new Apple TV and will also likely have a price tag of $99. That's pretty cheap. It is. It'll yeah. do everything Apple TV because, you know, you can still rent or buy movies through sure. Microsoft's own system. Right. Um, I'm surprised you didn't put on here the th- the new news about the the successor to the PS3 because it's all speculation. Well, I mean, we, it's we all talk about rumors all well, the time. No, but every day that this like oh, like because okay. they had posted something how it's it, no, you no, won't no, be no. Able I to thought play... there was new stuff that, from Sony, like actually from Sony. Like no, that they're it's... denying everything. Oh, oh, they are about how although it's not a code name play... came out, Orbis, Orbis, but uh. But no, they had come, like someone had come out and said that you know for sure you weren't going to be able to play used games. It was only going to be new games. But then someone in Sony said we never said anything like that. That's not true. We never said anything. And like so, you know, I hate to just keep putting things in there and then next week go oh that was you know found to be a rumor and like it's one thing when a rumor I feel has some you know shred yeah. of something new to it. But like that's why we never mentioned speculations about new iPhone or iPad because it's <laughs> we mention those all the time. Yeah, really. Well, because the they time. change constantly. Yeah, but we always talk. Oh, about that's them. well, that's in your. But you know, it's called it's doing. called Orbis. So Orbis. What, what, that kind of leads you in a direction that maybe it'll be spherical, or oh. or perhaps uh, rather than the current motion controller, which looks a little phallic, you'll instead have a couple of balls that you'll play with in your hand, and that will. <laughs> that's all I have for miscellaneous. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we will come back and talk about television. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about TV. Uh, should we talk about American Idol, or do you want to start with Walking Dead? Uh, let's start with American Idol and get it out of the way. Okay. So last night was the top nine competing. 
And we can talk about who went home, right? Anyone yeah. who cares has already seen it. Yeah. Hey, Jun Han went home. Yeah. Uh, which, to his budding sitcom career. I'm yes. Sure. Well, you know, it, it, what was interesting is it, if I think the voting was just done on this week's performances, he should not have gone home. No. Because I actually think he did pretty well. Right. Um, but but I will say that's the best he can do is what we saw this week. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. I like it, though. I yeah. like that. He I wouldn't like... have lasted much longer. No, and and I, and I they were totally in the right to not use the judge's yes. save because he can't win the you competition. you want to use the save on someone. Right, you want to use win. it on right. Phil, Jessica. Elise. Elise. Or Joshua. Or Joshua. So you don't like um, Holly, huh? I like Holly, but I don't think she'll win. I don't think so either because no. she doesn't have. She has that, no personality. Right. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't connect. Right. I th- and I and I do think she. Her did voice that is better. amazing, but but she's not. And there's really nothing original about her. I mean, every song she comes out and sings, she does it exactly how it's supposed to be sung. Right. But it, there's you get no sense of her whatsoever. Right. Right. Other than she reminds me of someone I work with. Really. But the rest of the audience doesn't know her. Well, <laughs> the people you work with who are in the audience do. Yeah, but um, what are we like? Thirty votes. <laughs> so let's let's talk about the fact that this week the mentor was Stevie Nicks. Uh huh. Um, she just was amazing. I thought, yeah. just amazing. She seems, first of all, very genuine. She gave them great feedback. Something about her reminds me of my mother. Mm, is your mom a witch? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, but but you know what I mean. She gave everyone great feedback. Uh huh. And she, she teared up. She teared up. Um, you know, and it's like you almost can't believe the thing that she said to Phil, but at the same time, you almost can't not believe her because she seems so genuine. Right. Oh, she you totally, mean about like if he had been around back then, he would be part of Fleetwood right. Mac she would have demanded that he be part of Fleetwood Mac yeah. too. Yeah, which was pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, and she can still sing great. I think she's saying that because she slept with all the men in Fleetwood Mac, so it's just someone else she wanted to sleep with. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. And I do love all those old shots of Jimmy Iovine back yeah. in the seventies. Man, he's a little guy, huh? Yeah. He's he's a tiny little guy. But uh, but she still sounds good too. Oh, absolutely. Well, That's she's got great. the kind of voice that just like it's her voice. Right. Right. Um. So who did you really like this week? Uh, Elise was the best. I Elise thought. was fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Which, when when they first said she would be singing that song, I'm like, of all the Led Zeppelin songs, she's picking one that's like the least melodic. Right. But she still, just her whole presence and the way she owned it was yeah. like impressive. And she had, you know, especially the way she was dressed and everything, she really has a 70s vibe to oh, her, Oh, my too. God, absolutely. She was I mean, great. she looked great. She, you know, she actually seemed more comfortable because she always seems very nervous to me. Like, she always has that kind of like nervous, you know, deer in the headlights smile going on. Right. But I thought she was great this week. Yeah, and she was great. Uh, I think Joshua needs to. I love Joshua, but I think he needs to rein it in a little. I'm yeah. tired of him taking it to church in the middle of the song. Yeah, I, I like. I like how Jessica did that this week. Yeah, how Jessica's she, great. She's Jessica always was good. great. She's yeah. always good. I think. Uh, Phil Phillips. You know, I, I'm. He's, he's a one trick pony t- to me. He's very. You know what? I agree with you. He's very talented, obviously, but. There, there always seems to be a lot of anger behind his singing, and yeah, I don't pain, like that. Or like, like, or like, it's hurting him, to right? Sing. Or yeah, like maybe he's or got Tourette's. gas or, or Tourette's. Yeah. He's got a little of the Joe Cocker, I think. Right. Um, there's something weird going on there. Yeah, DeAndre needs to go. I just, I don't want to see. He'll him be anymore. next. I don't want to see him he'll anymore. Be next. And I, I have to say, I'm. I not don't a think huge... Erica Van Pelt should have gone home last week. No, I don't think so either. I, I I'm not a huge fan of Skyler. Um, no, but I, I, I'm not, I don't like her kind of music, but I can appreciate her talents. Yes, but she's too frenetic. 
Yeah. Well, she's young. She's kind of like a hyper spaz every time she gets yeah. on stage. But I do. I gotta say, I really like Colton. He's kind of growing on me. Uh, did not like Colton. I think he's. I think he's very. Last week he was brilliant though when he did Billy Joel. Come on, that was a fantastic. Oh, that was the best. That was the best one of the night. And he even changed the melody of the song, yeah. and it was beautiful. That was excellent. In fact, I would put that down as as good as the original. Yeah, yeah, that was great. It was fantastic. This week, I didn't like the song he sang. But I, I think, like but whole, I think he's very marketable. I, agree with Jimmy I don't want to see them crying at the end of the song. I yeah, mean, like, and there was a lot of that. They gave yeah. out the standing ovations too easily this week. I mean, I do think yeah. everyone did a good job, but um, but I thought they gave those out a little too freely. Um, but I think, I think Colton's very marketable, you know? Sure. Well, cause he's got a unique look. He's a talented guy. He plays instruments. He's got a lot. But that... I think his, I think his demographic is going to be to girls. Christian girls. Christian girls. Yeah. Right. And they start way too late. So. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> You know, from the Billy Joel song, oh, okay. Catholic girls start much too late. Right. Uh, let's move on to Walking Dead. Okay, so Walking Dead is over for this season. What sadly. an amazing season! Last few episodes, in particular, unbelievable. That last episode, like I was on the the edge of my seat the entire time, not believing what I was saying. It was insane. Like and even the one before that was great. All the episodes were like, you know, not enough happens. Not enough happens. Like they just packed it all into that. A last... lot happened. Yeah, yeah, a lot happened. The assault on the farm was spectacular. Unbelievable. Spectacular. Um, whole... and, and and left us with some dead people, and left us with some we don't know where they are people. Mm-hmm. Left us with some new people. With some new people. Wait, who is new? Michonne. Michonne. What? The woman in the cloak with the two. Armless zombies. Oh on. yeah, what was up with that? She's in the book. I I just know because I work oh. with people who read the books and they keep talking in my ears. Yeah, but you know what? Okay, let's talk about the things about The Walking Dead that are really stupid and annoying. First of all, the big joke of the entire series: uh, who's watching Carl? Carl. <laughs> who's watching Carl? And how is he always in the wrong place at the wrong right. time? <laughs> there's a, there's a little gra- you know those graphics that people do with a picture yeah. and some text at the top and text. There's one that says you know every episode Carl stay in the house. Carl is never in the effing house. You know, it's like, <laughs> seriously, how does he wind up being at exactly right. the wrong place every single right. episode? It's just pathetically stupid. Right. Um, and then in the first episode, remember, I had a big problem with the fact that they're sitting on top of the RV in a traffic jam. They can see five miles down the street, and it's all clear. And then all of a sudden, there's two and a, two and a half you know, thousand zombies on top of them. Where'd they come from? Right. Um, so in this one... The thing that I thought was dumb was with that character at the end in the cloak with the armless zombies. Uh-huh. Really? Connected to you by chains? That's not going to make any noise walking through the forest. <laughs> <laughs> how, how would you possibly sneak up on anybody? Keep in mind it comes from a comic book. I know. But so now, okay, refresh my memory. She came up on Andrea? Andrea, yeah. Okay. So Andrea's still alive. Yes. And she's just been rescued by this freak from the freak show. Well, the woman's not a freak. Well, we don't know that. You well, know, I know stuff from the book. But you shouldn't talk about stuff like that because people watching the show have not seen that. If so I have... see a person in a cloak in the dark with two armless zombies chained to her, I'm going to go freak from the freak show. She won't be, though. <sighs> don't ruin the freaky moment. <laughs> okay. You know, in the book, by this point, uh, Herschel, is di- Herschel dies on the farm. Oh, really? So they decided to keep him alive, which I like, because I really like that whole Herschel having to leave everything he knows. Yeah. 
his yeah. character, you know, I'm yeah. anxious to see what will happen with his character because I like his character. And really, he was a moral compass in the same way that Dale was. So they needed to keep one of them. Sure. Because now Rick has but, gone but, loco. <laughs> Are you kidding? Rick is crazy now. Yeah, but no, I was going to say, uh, uh, what's his name? The Asian guy? Glenn. Glenn. Glenn's also a bit of a moral compass. Uh, I think Glenn can be swayed to do anything. Yeah. By the right rack. <laughs> Did you know that that uh, that girl? Lauren I watched a couple episodes. In fact, they're on on demand. You should watch them. They're they're entertaining. I ca- watched a couple e- episodes of The Talking Dead. Though I'm not a huge fan of Chris Hardwick. Yeah, he has enough good guests on it that it's entertaining. And she was on one of them. In fact, she's on the one after the finale. And she's British. I know. Oh, you know her? Yes. She was on both Supernatural and Chuck. Oh, yeah. I know that. Yeah, I, I really like her a lot. Um, oh. she was she was good on in her parts on all of those shows, yeah. and yes, I knew she was British. I do not. Um, Actually, it's not the finale she's on; it's the one where Shane dies that she's on. Oh, okay. You should watch those though; they're entertaining. That was one of my favorite moments in the entire series when Shane died. Yes. And now was, we know why they become zombies without being bitten or scratched. Because we all got it in us, right? Right. Well, they do. Right. But we being part of humanity. Ah. Um, yeah, because that was. You well, know, we don't even really know that, like, on the other side of the world, that that's the case. Um, they're still kind of in a microcosm. I mean, they don't know what's happening in China or. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if there has ever been anything that's been said that would lead us to believe that they do or don't specifically know what's going on outside of the U.S. I've but, never heard anything. Yeah. Um,. But I liked that they went back to that. That's what the guy at the CDC had told him. Right. Was that because I had completely forgotten I had about to. that? Yeah. Um, what I didn't like, was and that, I do like the whole like they're like, "Why didn't you tell us? Why didn't you tell us?" And he's like, "Well, how was I to know that he was telling the truth?" Oh, here's I like the other that. thing we have to talk about: the fact that Lori is the worst character ever created. Oh, in because any she was story. mad. First, she tells Shane to go away, and then she tells Rick to watch out because you might have to take Shane down because he's a nut job. Then she tells Shane to stay, and then she feels really bad for Rick because Shane attacked him, but then when she learns that Rick defended himself in self-defense and had to kill Shane because of that, then she's pissed at Rick. Yeah, but you know what? They asked Robert Kirkman, who wrote that, uh, what his whole reasoning was behind that, and he said it wasn't so much her being pissed, it was just her responding to the news. By being pissed. No, she was just upset. I mean, she wasn't so much pissed at Rick as she was. Well, that's certainly not the way it came across in the show. Right. So well, you need to like appeal back the layers and look deeper. No, there were no layers. There's just her being the worst character ever written. Uh, ever. I don't like her character. She she's so wishy washy and annoying and obnoxious. Yeah, I don't like her, but she's awful. I I can't decide who's worse, her or Carl. Carl. Yeah. No. <laughs> Mostly because of that hat. He's got to stop wearing that hat. It's so <laughs> terrible. It's bigger than his whole body. Yeah. It's huge. But it's. I'm also glad to know that that's coming back in the fall rather than like pulling Being a on mad, the bubble. P- rather than pulling a madman and coming back like one and a half to two years later. Well, now I'm not sure why you're upset by that because when we talked I'm about Mad upset. Men. I'm not upset. I said I'm happy that. No, about coming. Mad Men, I mean, because, because when we talked about Mad Men, you said, yeah, it never really goes anywhere. No, I'm saying I'm glad because it's on the same station that they're not doing what Mad Men oh, is doing by waiting another year and a half. I thought you were half. upset that Mad Men wasn't. No, I'm saying I'm glad yeah. that they're not doing that. Right, right. And then we have to wait a year and a half. Right. 
Yes, please listen to me when I speak. What? Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was such. It was great. It was great. It was great. Uh, no, you're not watching The Voice anymore. I've watched a little bit here and there. It's the battles. Battles are over though. Battle round is over. Battles are over. Thank Rock'em God. Sock'em Robots is all done. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the few that I did see, everyone I saw, they picked the wrong person to keep uh, going. Oh, I don't agree with that. Because they seem to pick people either more weighted heavily on looks or personality than they did singing a lot of times. I don't agree with that at all. Okay, that girl who's really pretty with the I'm tall hair. Yeah. Um, she uh, was absolutely nowhere near as good as the person she sang against. Well, there were some cases where maybe in in the battle, like, I think they picked someone. They picked someone with more of a lasting. Like they could do more with them than. Come were, on, she sings. Her singing is so affected. What are you possibly going to do with her? And she was off key know. for half the song. And then didn't they pick that couple that sang together? Didn't they pick them? Yeah, I, I don't remember. And they were I awful. That battle too. Awful. They were awful. No, they sang with with uh, African American. They they picked the African American kid. Okay, what about the... They, they say satisfaction. I can't get no satisfaction. And they didn't pick the two dudes that were brothers, did they? Two dudes that were brothers. Or or best friends or whatever who sang together? I don't remember them. They were terrible. Terrible. Remember. Terrible. No, but the couple they didn't pick. They okay. picked the other kid. Okay, good, good. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I saw a few. I'm like, why would you pick that person yeah, instead of the, the other one? Over. I'm glad the battle's over. Now we can start to see the live. Yeah. Christina really has nothing to offer anybody. Uh, I don't agree with that. I don't know. Her comments just seem to be... It seems like the only time she I think really... her comments are immature, but I think as far as like in a mentoring way, I think she probably knows more about singing than any of the rest of them. Well, I think she's obviously a better singer yeah. than any of the rest of them. But I mean... But I don't think she's able to articulate what they should do as well as some of the other people. Uh, I think I think Adam and... I don't know. I don't think CeeLo is really... No, good. I think Adam and Blake are much better teachers than Christina or CeeLo. Uh, There's some things that CeeLo is really smart about, some things that Christina are really smart about, but Adam and Blake seem to be much smarter in general in terms of getting people I think to get Blake where they need to be. probably the smartest of the four of them. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. So All I know is Amy was very excited that Kelly Clarkson was on there. And in fact, isn't Kelly Clarkson going to be on a new TV show? That's she's going to be one of the judges on a new TV show. I don't know some new singing show, but the judges are all singers and they sing with the people. It's like duets or something like that. I don't know. You haven't heard about that? No. There now you have. I guess it's... you know we do an entertainment podcast, right? Yeah. Okay. But I don't just make up stuff and bring it to the table. Uh huh. Just look that up. Uh, so okay, so what about Celebrity, Celebrity Apprentice? Apprentice? You're not watching that? No, we saw the first entertaining, episode. Very Is it entertaining. Good? Yep. I wanted to see it, but I we just haven't seen it's it. Good. Yeah. Again, Please. two hours long, and then like you, you're like, oh, I don't know if I have two hours for this. And then you start watching it and get wrapped up. Just doesn't flies, seem like two flies hours. Flies by. Flies by. Um. So who's who's? But I have to say, I, who's I brought, doing well? Who's, I brought who's this going up, home? I brought this up to a couple friends that are watching it as well. Um. Donald Trump has really removed himself from the whole process. Remember before on whether it was regular apprentice or maybe the earlier celebrity apprentices, whenever they had challenges, like the Donald would show up to the challenges and like kind of give his own opinion. He's never at the challenges at all. He's always like, oh, well, they were telling well, wait, me. I thought I thought he usually sent George and Carolyn and then they informed him back in the boardroom. Well, that was while they're going through the process. Of, right. 
of whatever the big like you know sales pitch or whatever. But like when the big sales pitch or the big show, or oh whatever yeah, he happening, would be there. He was always there, and he's never there now. Yeah. So he's always just like, you know, he comes into to. Do fire. I need to be here for this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's so far removed from this whole process, other than firing. You did a great job selling pizza. You're fired. I'll take the leftovers. Um, but it's entertaining. Just the yeah. whole. Uh, so who's doing well and who's 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 gone? Uh, though I don't know much about her, that Aubrey O'Day I think will do very well. Yeah, she I don't was, even know who that is. She was in some Puff Daddy girl group. Um, who else? Clay Aiken sadly seems to be doing well. I don't like him at all. Why? Because he's he's kind of manipulative and he's a little slimy on the show. Really? Yeah. You know, I think I have, our, his, I think you know, I have his head in my credenza. I know. Well, with his old jaw. Now he's got a new jaw. I saw him. Yeah, what is up with that? He had his jaw done. Why? He said it was because of some uh, accident or something, but it's really weird. He accidentally likes Michael Jackson way too much? Perhaps. Or Jay Leno, because it's really like a huge jaw. Uh, you know who I've- By grown- the way, Jay Leno is going to be appearing at some little facility like three blocks from where I live. Why? I have no idea. It's like there, there's this intersection and there's a bank and then there's some little medical building or something. He's going to be at that medical building. <laughs> I don't know why. How do you know that? Because there's a big sign out in front of it that says, Jay Le- see Jay Leno here live on whatever it is, whatever day it is. It's weird. Yeah, it's very strange. Uh, you know who I've grown a lot of respect for and I like a lot is uh, Arsenio Hall. I didn't think I would like him, but yeah, he, he does, seems like a nice guy. He's never seemed likable to me. No, but he's very likable on this. And he's very he's not backstabby and he's not like although he does have a meltdown on this next one, so I'm looking forward to that. So that's something to look forward to. You know, we're doing something here. I don't know what it is. You're uh, Oh, please. You are the last person in the world who should be giving me a hard time about that. Mister, I've never listened to the mashup once. Uh I listen to the mashup, just not the card part. Uh I continue to watch Downton Abbey. I'm on I'm in the middle of second season. Okay. Really enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, it, I'll be honest. It's a British soap opera, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So so you don't think I would enjoy Mad Men? Yeah. Oh. I mean, it just moves slow. But is it like really about anything? Or is it just drama between relationships and stuff? Yeah. I don't care about that. That's not interesting to me. Well, then you won't like it. So, I mean, it's fine. It's well, fine. You know in the, it's no fine in a movie. And there's no killing. No, 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 no. It's fine in a movie if there's a good story behind it. But I don't know that I need to see two or three or four or five years worth of just that. Then you won't like it because it doesn't seem that interesting, really. Then you won't like it. I mean, what what is the hook of the show? Just how it kind of brings you in that time, and so it's more of a. It's, it's smartly written. I mean, it's like. Yeah. But, I mean, is there really any kind of story, or is it just yeah. this is the lives of these people in this time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I would like that. It's too long. Yeah. It's too long. Um, I've also been watching uh, K-Viva. Okay. That's the Jennifer Lopez the new, Mark Anthony. Right, right. And we talked a little about it at lunch, and I'm really enjoying it for a few reasons. First of all, what's interesting is how, to us – First of all, it's on two different channels. It's on Fox and it's on one of the Spanish channels, Telemundo, maybe. And so obviously Telemundo. it's in Spanish on Telemundo, if it is Telemundo. And it's in English with subtitles for both when they're speaking on Fox. the other language. Um, but what's interesting is, you know, here in America, 
Jennifer Lopez is the big star, the but huge star to the rest of Latin America. Mark Anthony is like the biggest star there is. Right. So it's really interesting. The she's Nita. Uh, sure. Right. So it's really interesting when they go to these little countries and see how crazy they go over Mark Anthony and like not right. much reaction at They're all. Like, oh, it's so Lopez. cute that you brought your wife with you. <laughs> what does she do? And that's another thing that I love is at this point they were already broken up, so they make a lot of jokes about how they're not together anymore. And now, why did they break up? They just got sick of each other. Uh, I don't, I don't know them. They, so they don't have kids or anything. Yeah, they have. Oh, they do. Two twins. Yeah. Or, or yeah. So twins. they got four kids. No. They, okay. <laughs> well, no. What? If you have, you would have two twins. Twins is two. two so not if you two had sets two of twins, twins. That's four. Two twins is two. No, twins is two. So two twins is four. No, two sets of twins is four. Uh, One twin, two twins, two twins. I don't know. I'm just saying. They have twins. It's very tricky. <laughs> they have twins. There you go. That's the be- I think that's the best way to I'm just it. doing that for you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so it's neat to see them kind of play off each other. Right. It's very fun and very like. But it seems like they still get along or. I yeah. Mean... But I mean, but they'll, they'll poke at each other. Right. And she'll be like, I have nothing to say. He's like, oh, well, you know, if you had nothing to say when we were together, we might still be together. I mean, they make comments like that all the time. It's very like, remember when Sonny and Cher got divorced and they got back together to do their show after they were divorced? And they poked fun at, like, their marriage? It's kind of like in that. By the way, uh, when we were watching American Idol the other night, and for some reason they had them do trios, Uh Amy said, I feel like I'm watching, and I said, the Donnie and Marie hour? Because it's ridiculous. (laughs) What is the point of that? But the Fleetwood Mac one was really good. Yeah, but in general, the idea of doing those things is those just... Those aren't any worse than their group musical numbers. But those do. are terrible, too. Yeah, those are terrible. There's no point to any of that stuff. Yeah. I guess the only point to that is like they sort of get practice for going on tour. But if you're not yeah. planning on going to see them, who cares? I'm not planning on going to see them. Right. So uh, another thing that's great about K-Viva is it's not just singing. It's dancing. And it's also... It's very cultural. Like, they'll, they'll go to little villages in, like, Ecuador. And so you'll see, like, little, like, uh, tribes... Uh, groups playing like drums made out of you yeah. know, animal skins. Very and, like, folky. Yeah, and it's really course. interesting. It's stuff you know you wouldn't normally see. Well, that's I have to say that's one of the reasons I so enjoyed that concert I saw last fall of of that band Tevaka, who I really like because you well, know the, you should watch this. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like something that I would actually enjoy. There's like certain forms of dancing that I'd never seen before that are like so amazing. Have you ever been compelled while you're watching this show to go? Well, that ain't Dick Clark. No. Okay. Just checking. Uh, okay, on to your shows. Okay, so let me, let me uh, get my phone out. Oh, and give start me a break. Texting. So Fringe, Fringe is back on, which is great. And since it's been a week now, I'm going to go ahead and uh, ahead and say this. The really cool thing in this episode was that Peter finds out that this Olivia is in fact his Olivia, which is the coolest thing ever. So, so it's not Olivia Newton-John. It's not Olivia Newton-John. No, not at all. Well, at least it's not Olivia Munn. It's not that's Olivia Munn. the worst Olivia. She can, what <laughs> she was can it? bite it. She can bite it, <laughs> suck it, eat it, something derogatory. Yeah. Um, I can't wait until you start watching this show. Once you get into it, I guarantee you will think it is one of, if not the best show on TV. It is so good. So good. I don't have time right now. Okay, so there's these three new shows that we're watching, and they all have single word titles. There's Awake. I noticed all your shows here have right. single word titles. There's Awake, there's Touch, and there's Missing. Now, Touch is the one that was teased a couple months ago. It's the one with Kiefer Sutherland where he's got the boy who's, like, autistic and doesn't talk. Right. But his kid can see patterns in numbers that basically allows him to deduce the nature of the universe to the point where he can predict these crazy things enough to alter people's destinies 
to meet up that otherwise might not, but should. So what that means is that, in effect, this is the Kiefer Sutherland version of Quantum Leap. Okay. <laughs> um, and even though I really liked the pilot, I'm not so sure I'm going to really enjoy the show because it seems like it's going to be the same thing over and over yeah. and over. With Quantum Leap, at least, it was a lighter show. It was There was some silliness to it. And there were all different settings every week. And there were right? different settings. Right. And then there was the cool aspect of that, you know, at least a few times during the episode, they would show you him as the way everyone else saw it. Because, you know, he would actually leap into somebody's right. body, basically. So he'd be a woman. Or, right, it'd be a woman yeah. or, you know, a kid or, you know, somebody right. else or whatever. So that, you know, it had that part of it, which was really cool. And the overarching thing of how he was constantly trying to get back to his own time, which was also really right. cool. And the fact that that's the first time I ever saw Terry Hatcher. But anyway, um, so that's I, I just... before Big Picture? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. First time I ever saw her was... At, she was, like, the one that got away in his life. Ah. Like, he he sort of neglected her in their relationship to pursue his, you know, scientific endeavors. Right. And, you know, I think was, if he saw her face now, he'd be okay with it. I think he would. Yeah. I think he would be okay with yeah. that. Um, so then there's Awake, which is the story of a guy who was in a car accident with his family and he doesn't know if his wife died or his son died because he'll spend the day with his wife and then he goes to sleep and when he wakes up, his wife is dead but his son is alive. Interesting. And that is interesting. So, and so, and he's a cop. And so he so never knows when he's awake or asleep. He never knows when he's awake or asleep. He doesn't know which reality is real. Interesting. And he, so on each side, his department has required him to see a psychologist. And on in one of the realities, the psychologist thinks it's fascinating and thinks that he should use this to his benefit whenever he can. And in the other one, the psychologist is like, this is bad. You have to figure out so a way like to make this So it's like two different shows. It's almost like two different shows. And in one, his partner died, and so he has a new partner. And the other one, he still has the same partner. That's, re- but that's the, really cool, but actually. But the really cool thing about the show is that what ends up happening is that, for instance, in one reality in this, he they went to check up on a lead on the case that they were working. And it took them to where they thought was a pawn shop. But it was just a closed-down storefront. And somebody had graffitied this this kind of very stylized exclamation mark as part of the graffiti on there. In the other reality, the case they were working on was a guy who was a notorious serial killer that the FBI was hunting. And in that case, he noticed a coffee cup in a, in a photograph that had that that same logo. And it was from a coffee shop where he had been stalking his next victim. And so he sees things in each reality that help That's him with really the case cool. in the other one. That sounds really cool. I might but check it out. But there's more because there How have been, could there be more? <laughs> there have been at least two instances where his boss, who's the woman who played Sophia in um, that alien show. What was the alien show? Oh, I like her. Uh, in the, the event. event. Right. Um, the woman who used to be on ER. So she's his boss. She's like the head of the police department. Um, there have been at least two instances where you see her talking to this guy and they talk about having messed up his life and you know did you have to did you have to kill his or did you have to destroy his family cuz look at what's going on with him now so he hides a lot of what he's going through from people because when it first started happening after the accident you know he would t- he told his wife in the one reality and he told his son in the other and they both thought he was nuts everyone thought he was nuts so he now he just keeps it to himself so on both sides people are like how do you keep making these connections where things are totally not obvious to anyone else. Right. And it's starting to get to a point where it's, it's you know, people are really starting to dig into it, but you know there's something else going on that it looks like this whole scenario was actually manufactured somehow. And that's when they're going to ruin it. 
I don't know, because they only talk about it once every two or three episodes, right. just for a split second. But it's actually a really cool show. It's cool. really cool. How many episodes have been so far? I want to say five, right. maybe four or five. I don't know. Um, and then, um, oh, I forgot to talk about one. Okay, and then there's, actually, I'll talk about Alcatraz now. Alcatraz had its season finale. And actually Already? that, yeah, well. it, yeah, it's a short season. It was 13 episodes. And um, I actually have come to really, really, really like that show. And one of the reasons is, and Amy always brings this up, and I totally agree with her, is that these shows, even if they have a good concept, even if the writing is good, the acting is good, the stories are good, if there's no humor, it it just doesn't work. because it's That's it's, just for you, though. It's it's harder to relate. Like I like, disagree. Like, Touch is very serious all the time, but it's not deep enough of a show to get away with not having humor. I mean, think about how much different Lost would have been if there was no humor from Hurley or Sawyer. I didn't like the humor. I didn't like the humor from Oh, that was one of my favorite parts of the show. Oh, I didn't like that at all. I love that. No, see, that's that's a subjective thing. Well, obviously, but but I agree with her that it always feels like there's something missing. And a lot of times I think it ruins a show like that. That uh, was that one you that I hated, and it was because of the humor. What was the name of it? That sci-fi one, Warehouse Thirteen. Yeah, but see, that was that was very geeky, stupid, juvenile humor. I didn't think the same was true in Lost. I thought it was very appropriate for each of those characters. You know, Hurley was always the kind of so uh, you're really gonna do that, huh? You know, it was like that kind of thing. Whereas Sawyer was very sarcastic and you know always putting people down, and I thought that worked for him. But it wasn't like Jack and Kate were cracking jokes, right? You know, I thought it yeah, was—I I thought it was very character appropriate. Um, but it makes a big difference. Like if you watch Touch and then you watch, you know, something like Alcatraz, there's—they feel different because. And same with Fringe. One of the things that's nice about Fringe is when they do work humor into it, it's usually from the scientist Walter because he's crazy, you know. So it's like they get to use him for that kind of stuff, and they get to leave everyone else being more, you know serious with what they're working on. And then the last show I want to talk about is um, Missing, which is the new show with Ashley Judd, where she's an ex-CIA agent and her son has been kidnapped. So in the pilot, you see that, you know, some 18 years ago, whenever it was, uh, her son and her husband were out of the country and they were just about to come back and the husband is killed in a car bomb explosion. Now, both her and her husband were in the CIA at the time and the, and the, the son was, you know, a little boy. I think it was actually 10 years ago. I think it was eight. And so now he's college age and he's going to do this internship or, you know, like study abroad thing in Rome. And so he goes to Rome and after like a week or two, he stops returning her phone calls. And then she goes to Rome because she's worried about him and she realizes he's been kidnapped. And so, um, but the show is very, very fast paced. There's lots of action. In a lot of ways, it really reminds me of 24. It's not as intense in terms of like the whole, you know, right. terrorism. Beat the and, clock. Yeah, beat the clock thing. Right. But I mean, it's it's real. It's really good so far. And I know you don't like Ashley Judd, Hater. but even you even I, you said that you've read a lot of positive stuff. I about have, it, right? But I just can't get past her. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. You know. I, I feel like I, I don't mind her. I mean, I've never seen her in anything that she particularly bothered me in. But, you know, she does tend to overact a little bit. And she's got like the strangest posture. <laughs> I don't know what. It's like in every episode, there's at least one moment where I notice, wow, her posture is very odd. It's like like almost too straight. Like there's something wrong. I don't know. 
But it's a very good show. It's very entertaining, and, and you get to see a lot of cool locales. Yeah, so far. that they've, part of it. They've I been like. in Rome. They've been in Paris. Yeah, you know, there's some other neat stuff. Um, so I, I'm really enjoying that so far, and I would definitely I'll, recommend I'll give that. it a try. And but I think if, you might like Awake. If she annoys me. Yeah, I think you I might know. like Awake. It's pretty cool. You know what is another weird thing about Awake? And I, if anyone else is watching this, I'd like to know if you noticed this too. The first two or three episodes looked like they were video processed to make that look like hyper real. Uh-huh. Like, you know how if you turn up the the oversampling, like the 240 hertz on a TV and put it in film mode, how it has that like crazy looks like you're really there yeah. look. We had that stuff turned off on our TV and it still looked like that because I think they were doing that on the show. And then like after two or three episodes, they stopped doing it. So I wonder if people were complaining about it. It was really, really weird. I mean, it was like, it was jarring. Like it was difficult to watch visually. But um, but yeah, it's a pretty cool concept. I like it so far, and it's that Jason Isaacs is the the I lead, like him. Yeah. and it's it's neat seeing him as the protagonist because usually he plays a bad right. guy. Right. So it's been pretty cool for that too. Um, you want to go into miscellaneous? Sure. This is an interesting story. So the new Food Network reality show Restaurant Stakeout is under fire for being completely staged. The premise of the show is similar to that of Kitchen Nightmares, where a failing restaurant gets some help from experts. But this time, the focus is on the service staff. The owner of one of the featured restaurants has blown the whistle on such staging tactics as creating volatile situations. So, like, the producers will be like, okay, here's what we want you to do. We want you to do this and do that. Uh, Telling employees how to behave. Having employees change clothes every couple of hours to act like it's a different day. And actually hiring actors to portray the more colorful employees. I'm not surprised by any of this, to be honest. Like, there's the, the owners of some of these restaurants have come out and said absolutely nothing they have they did in our restaurant was was yeah. true. It was you know, all fabricated. I actually wouldn't be surprised if the U.S. version of Kitchen Nightmares was that way too. The U.K. version didn't seem like that. The right. U, every time I've seen the U.S. version, it seems completely fabricated. But what's funny is that it would come from Food Network. <coughs> Excuse me. What's uh, funny is that it would come from Food Network and not from like Fox. Reality Fox, TV is that. reality TV. Well, apparently, yeah. Well, I told you about the stuff that my friend told me about um, Face Off. Yeah. So, you know. And, you know, I have another friend who's a reality TV writer. Right. I mean. <laughs> those those three words right shouldn't there. go together, but <laughs> right. they do. Uh, here's another thing. Let me uncover one more bit of reality show staging. The cat that CeeLo Green is often holding on The Voice is not actually his. It is a rental for $350 an hour, which includes two trainers who are always just off camera. What is the point of that? I don't know. Because, well, here's, what's is he the just point like of, a huge Dr. Evil fan? What's the point of the two trainers? You ever notice the cat does nothing? It just sits there. <laughs> it just sits there. Well, I mean, seriously, it's straight out of, um, was it You Only Live Twice, I think? Was that the I don't know which one. James Bond movie where Blofeld had the, right. the, the, the Persian that he was always Isn't it so funny, though? That is really I funny. I love that. That is really funny. Uh, okay, I said I was going to say something about Battlestar Galactica Blood and Chrome. Sci-Fi has decided that the much-awaited series Battlestar Galactica Blood and Chrome will not happen as originally intended. The pilot episode will air as a special, and future episodes will be available online as a web series. Well, then it actually is the way it was originally intended. It was always supposed to be a web series, no, and they decided according to... to the thing that I read today. Well, that's what I read. It was going to be a series on the... Mm. Did you, now, did you watch the trailer? Did it look good? I didn't watch the trailer. Oh, okay. Can't get it on the iPad. You have a computer at I home. Know, but that would In fact, don't you have take, two computers at home? I, uh, yeah, but only one that I use, and I would have to take it out and open it up and turn it on. That is the laziest thing I've ever heard of. 
Um, shortly after Fox canceled Terra Nova. pushing buttons is making me tired. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> shortly after Fox canceled Terra Nova, Netflix expressed an interest in keeping the series alive. Wow. Well, now they've changed their mind, so Terra Nova is officially dead. <laughs> Once they watched it. <laughs> There was a good week that people <laughs> thought it was going to be on Netflix and continue on. Uh, uh, both Whoopi Goldberg and Lindsay Lohan will appear in future episodes of Glee. So, pretty much, the shark has been jumped. Come on. The shark was jumped the first episode. <laughs> the pilot jumped the shark. And finally, oh, here's some good news for you. Recently ousted X-Factor judge Steve Jones has already landed himself a new gig as host on Entertainment Tonight alongside Nancy O'Dell. Well, that's good. At least they'll have two mannequins on the same show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never. I don't watch any of those shows. I, mean, uh, I have to say, I watch. I watch a couple of them, and that's the best one. Is it? It's better than Access Hollywood, and better. Oh my God, the worst. Is wait, the wait, wait. What? Who, what's the name of the Insider? Is the worst. What's the or name Extra of the of Ryan Seacrest's co-host girl that they always used to make fun of? Jules Asner. Oh no, no not Jules Asner. Uh, Julianne Rancic. Oh really? Could be either one, which because there's some there's some. Jules Asner is married to Steven Soderbergh. No, no, Juliana no, no, Rancic is married to Bill Rancic. No, it's not either of those. Because there was somebody who's on the this the new season of Dancing with the Stars who was like uh, Maria uh, Menounos. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's that's she's just the host of one of these other shows. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a ton of these shows. There's Extra Insider. Yeah. Uh, I don't get Access Hollywood. I don't get how they're still on. Don't people just get all this news online? Right. I don't know. I don't get it. What gets me is the insider is the worst because the whole show, like I would say, literally. Oh, isn't it all teasers? It's all teasers. Fifty percent of the show is teasers, and then they don't talk about anything, right? Or then the thing they're teasing, they'll come on, and it's like it's they they skewed it a bit, right? So like they're teasing it's going to be this big thing, and then it's like meet the new woman in George Clooney's life, and then at the end you see George Clooney's new cat, right? Like that's the new like, right, <laughs> but they'll tease it like four times right. before they show the speaking, story. Speaking of which, you know how I like that TV show Top Gear, the yeah. British car show. Um, one of my favorite just little things about that show that always kind of makes me chuckle is you know how at the beginning of show they'll you know they'll tease what big things are coming up on that show. <laughs> at the beginning of every episode of that show, Jeremy will come on and he'll say something like, "This week on Top Gear, I run over a curb," and and then he'll say something like. James makes a phone call and uh, Richard talks to an old lady. Like that's their teasers. And uh-huh. then they show these like completely mundane scenes of like somebody like dialing the phone or looking at a map or something. I mean, it has nothing to do with anything, but that's their teasers for the show every week, which I think is funny. But anyway, that's a great show. Are there any other car aficionados who listen to this show who like Top Gear? No, I'd like to hear from you. There's not. There's got to be. That show's fantastic. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about movies. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about movies, and we both have seen The Hunger Games. We have. Would you like to talk about The Hunger I Games? I would like to talk about The Hunger Games. I really Games. enjoyed The Hunger Games. I enjoyed Games. it, too. I As to someone say, who loves the books, yeah. um, I was happy with the way they did it. As somebody who has not read the books, I was very happy with the way they did it. Yeah. Um, I had two little beefs with the movie. I have two little beefs, too, but this is as someone who read the books. Right. So go ahead. Uh, okay, my two beefs were, first of all, I didn't like the whole thing with the dogs. Like, yeah. I just... Really well, let me tell you that it doesn't make sense so much in the movie, but there's a lot of stuff in the books that they fabricated that's not in the movie. There's a lot of stuff in the book that's not in the movie. Well, sure. You only so got two hours. They wanted it 
from what I read, they they did away with a lot of that stuff because they didn't want the world to t- seem too far fetched, right? Or too sci fi like right. out there. Like I I, I think that I think the amount of that stuff they did was appropriate. Like they mentioned, you know, oh that was my favorite arena, so you know it's manufactured to right. some extent. And obviously, they're looking at displays on the sky, so you know right. that that's you know not necessarily. Do you real. agree, or was it just me that like? A lot of times when someone would die, you wouldn't hear the cannon. I was bothered by that. Um, I don't remember noticing that. I have to see it again. I, re- I want to see it again. I thought I did remember okay. hearing it. So maybe I just... Um, so my other beef was, and it actually has to do with that, when when Rue was killed and then they did the thing where there were the four uh, bags of the stuff that each team needed uh-huh. or each group of people needed, um, and she went to... Wait. Was it then? No, it was before this. When she when went. When she blew up the. No, 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 no. When she went to. Um... I don't know. She went to get something, and the other girl, like, pinned her down. This was after Rue had died. Oh, that's right. It was after Rue had died. And, um, spoiler alert, by the way. Um, <laughs> it, it was when she went to get the bag. And then the girl pinned her down, and she was going to kill her. And then the other guy who was from Rue's district took out that other girl. Uh-huh. And then he let her go as, like, a thank you for taking care of Rue. Right. How did he know he took? she took care of him? It's not like they could see the show. Um, that made no sense. How did he know that she had tried to do anything? Oh, let me try to remember that from the book. Because they can't see what's going on, obviously, or it would give them an advantage. So how did he know that she befriended her and tried to take care of her and tried to save her? He wouldn't have known that. I want to say in the book he was like watching. Oh, really? he was near. He was keeping an eye on Rue. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, they didn't do that in the movie, yeah. and then I'm like, well, wait a minute. That's a good point. Though. How did he know that? That's a good point. You know, one one problem, and it, not just with this movie, with a lot of movies nowadays. I'm tired of the frenetic camera movement. Remember, remember near the end on when Cato is coming after them and they're on the cornucopia before before Cato falls to the dogs. Yeah, and they're fighting and you can't really tell what's going on because the camera movement's so frenetic. Yeah, it's a whole style of movie making right now that I wish would end. Yeah, I don't remember like that remember either. action sequences like in the eighties where you could tell everything that was going on on right. screen. Now there's so much of this. Oh, there's so much going on right. that it's crazy and you, you can't know, tell what's going on. And, and here's I the hate thing. That. Here's the thing. There's a time and a place when that's appropriate. Like. I feel in a movie like the first Alien, when they're in tight quarters, sure. it's dark, there's lights flashing, you and you can't see stuff, and it makes it scarier because it gives you that feeling of you have no idea what's going on here, and Absolutely. it's totally panicking. I think what's happening in this case, or in a lot of cases, is that it's it's just lazy filmmaking. It's it's a maybe they don't have the skills to to make a good or they just think scene. it looks cool and it doesn't it's it just doesn't annoying. look cool it's just it's annoying. annoying right or like in other cases not so much this movie but other movies like if they figure if they do it that way they're saving money on special effects or, right. or digital you know and and, and the reason i get or, particularly annoyed with stuff like that in a movie like this is that i feel as though for an action oriented movie as much of an action oriented movie as this was I feel it was a more thoughtful Absolutely. version than most and and as such it's like It didn't have the Hollywood just, Yeah, just let me see yeah. just let me see what's going on. I agree. Cuz I like these people and I want to see what they're doing. I almost would compare it like when it started I'm like, "Oh, I really like that it doesn't have that Hollywood polish to it." Right. I, it almost had kind of remember that movie Hannah that I loaned to? Yes. Kind of had a little yeah. feel to that where it was just like just enough away from the polished Hollywood right. action film. Right. Um but man 
I have like the biggest like actress crush on Jennifer Lawrence right now. I think she's yeah, so talented. She did great in that role. And she was great. She was great in X Men last year. She was great in this movie. Yeah. She's very pretty. I love her voice. It like she she just exudes this natural warmth and sort of um I don't know. There's something about her that just makes you like her. Right. You know what I mean? And I thought she was fantastic. And um I uh <laughs> I kind of I kind of laughed every time the game master came on the screen because I kept thinking about him with his stupid plastic bag and American Beauty. Right. <laughs> but um, but one thing from the very beginning of the movie, the movie starts off with him being interviewed by Stanley Tucci's character. And he says, this is your second or third time as Game Master. What do you think it is that makes you so successful? And he pauses for a moment, and he never answers the question. And were we supposed to get through the course of the film that what made him successful was his compassion, but that was also then his undoing? I don't know, because it's not the book. Oh. Well, you saw the movie, though. What do you think? Right. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But uh, it was extremely entertaining, and it flew by. Like, it didn't feel like a two-and-a-half-hour movie, I thought. No, not at all. Yeah. No, it was really good. My only, I mean, my little complaints, I thought PETA was more of a two-dimensional character than he was in the book. But a lot of that is because the whole book is is from her point of view. Right. So you're going through all her thoughts. What's great about the book, and I could say because you saw it, and again, if you've gotten this far in our conversation, then, I mean, you're expecting spoilers because we've already spoiled things. <laughs> right. Her whole thought process through the whole book is that when PETA says that he's in love with her from the very beginning when he's on that talk show, like right, right before they right. go into the games... She thinks he's lying, and she thinks it's it's all a, a, a game maneuver. Okay. And she thinks that he's going to kill her, and that he's just doing this to- Oh, like... see, that didn't come across in the movie at all. No. Well, I mean, that's one of the reasons why the book has so many more layers. Right. So then, halfway through, she kind of realizes, well, maybe he does have something for me, but I have to win. I have to win for my sister. I'm not going to, like, fall right. for this. And then she kind of, like, feels for him, but then she still tries. So there's a lot of struggle in her in the in the book to, like- go back and forth because she starts to develop feelings for him maybe not so much romantic but just in like caring just, for him yeah just caring for him because they're going through it together and he had more of an edge in the book than he did yeah he's pretty milk toast in the movie yeah well and, and the reason I, I i didn't get any impression that she thought he was lying is because she kept flashing back to the scene outside the store with the bread you know so it's like to me that was saying oh yeah i guess he does like me right and they never showed anything to contrast that. No, in her in her thought in the book, I'd say for like a, from the games, maybe a quarter of the games, she thinks it's all a, a gameplay maneuver. Now, the other thing we couldn't figure out was why he sold her out at the very beginning. He did that to save her. He because be, then he would always keep track of what because he knew that they were okay. gunning for her. Right. So he but he couldn't he, possibly have known that she would be able to escape up a tree and get away from well, them. Well, he was much smarter in the book. Oh no, he knew what she could do in a tree. Excuse me. <laughs> no, but I mean, but I mean, in, in that particular situation, they were so close. And this is another movie making thing that always kind of bugs me. It's like in Raiders of the Lost Ark at the very beginning when he's running towards the seaplane uh -huh. and the natives are following him. Okay, these natives, this is how they hunt and get their food. Are you telling me that fifty of them cannot yeah, hit right. him once right. when they're only like twenty yards behind him? I mean, that kind of stuff just drives me crazy because it's so unrealistic. So in this one, they were right behind her. They've got these people from District 1 who are specifically trained in all right. these martial arts and, and weapon arts from a very young age, 
And from 20 feet away, this girl can't hit her with a bow and arrow because she goes like this. Um, but um, but I will say in the book, at first, her thought is that he's with them. But then she realizes quickly that he's with them to. Right. And, and, and I think I think that kind of comes across in the movie. I mean, I think at first she thinks he's with them and she, right. he sold her out. And then it kind of seems like he's trying to protect her, obviously, after she falls down. Right. But um, but the other there were there were little moments that were just little things that I liked too, and I don't even really know why I liked them. Um, well, there was the one there was the one moment when she was shooting at the apples on the on the food store, you know, uh-huh. and they did it in the real slow motion. And as she pulls the the bow back, she rests it against her lip, and it was like this extremely bizarre moment because it was so sensuous or sensual, I don't know which is the right word there, but yet it had absolutely nothing to do with that. And um, and it was just such a cool little moment. And the other was when was when Peter was saying something to her about how he felt about her, and he said, well, you know, say something. And her reply was, I'm not good at saying something. I just love that line. I don't right. know why. But there were a lot of really nice little moments in the movie, oh, yeah, too, that absolutely. just made it special, you know? They didn't focus much on the... At the end, it kind of ends sooner than the book does. Okay. The book kind of shows them relishing and then they're winning and being together and being a couple. And so there's a lot of internal dialogue in her like, okay, now I've gotten everything I wanted to for my family. But right. now she has the struggle. She's got to continue to live this lie with him. Right. Because she still has feelings for Gail. Right. But then she thinks to herself, well, maybe, you know, I do love him and maybe I can be with him because oh, okay. this is the right thing to do for not only my family, but for Gail right because because her winning I don't know if it expresses enough in the see that's the thing about reading the book and then seeing the movie is you don't know if people who didn't read the book would get this from the movie but did you understand that by winning the games now she will have all the money and never any care in the world for her and her family well that's what we thought so we didn't understand why they were going back to district 12 after the well because now they have a part in district there's a part in district 12 called like kind of the victory Oh, see, they didn't talk about that at all in the movie. Yeah, it's in, it, well, you know what? You'll because, get more of that because Woody Harrelson's character, you know, Hamish, we, I assumed that he had been living sort of the good life in the other part of the world. No, but he I, still lives in District Twelve. They have to live in the district they're from. Okay, so so it's not like there's one, you know, awesome area on the planet that the rich people live in, and everyone else lives in the other districts. Every well, district, the capital is the awesome area. Okay, but then every those, district has a nice area too, where the victors live. It's okay. the victors. I gotcha. Like the victors' village or whatever, right? Of that district. That must be a very small population since this has only been going on for seventy-four years, and there's twelve districts. Right. I mean, there's like what five or six people living there. Well, that's why Hamish was the only victor before them. Right. right. It's really cool too when you read the uh, read. Actually, it's in the second book when you read how Hamish won his. It's really cool, and I have to say that's another thing I was really pleased with. I was really pleased with Woody Harrelson's portrayal because the character in the book is so specific, and you can just totally picture it. And I'm just like, oh, he's going to bring a Woody Harrelson thing to it that I'm not going to like, but he didn't. He yeah. was really good as that character. You know, I almost never like him, and I and I thought he was. He great was in this. really good in it. But now you didn't like. I hated Lenny Kravitz. And as I that I liked, but see, I hadn't didn't read the book. Because so the character I don't in the know. book, he's completely flamboyant and over the top. I mean, he's 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 a fashion designer who like, you know. Yeah. I, I just he's see, a, he's a fun character in the book, and I just he was completely boring in this. No, see what I liked about and not obviously not knowing that. What I liked about him was that he was like a no BS person and he actually seemed like he was trying to help her 
from the get-go. Oh, well, that was always the case and, in the book, too. And um, whereas Woody Harrelson's character, Hamish, like, at first, you know, he totally seemed like he didn't give a rat's ass what happened to them. He just wanted... Right. He was just there for the, the food Free and the drink. Free drinks and the food, right. You know, which he says. But I liked that... Um, what's what's the character's name? Cinna. Cinna, yeah. I liked that Cinna was a little bit more subdued, and he... Because Hamish was a little crazy, especially at the beginning. Um, I like that Cinna, like, wanted them to do well... He seemed to care about them. You know, he had this sort of vibe of kind of always looking over his shoulder to make sure that people weren't too clued in with how helpful he was being to them. And I kind of like that whole thing. Um, There's another thing that was missing from the book. That's There are these characters called Avox where they're um, people that the capital has, they've gone against the government. Okay. And so the capital would capture them cut off their tongues and make them servants. Okay. And there was a uh, there was one scene in the book where she's in the capital and waiting on her is this girl who was from her district who, who she knew, who she knew who was Navex. So, I wonder how they're going to deal with that because that plays a pretty big part in, in the, the second, second one? book. Yeah. So, I'm surprised that they didn't touch on that at all. Yeah. Well, I'm very much looking forward to seeing the next one. And I have to tell you the second book because uh, I I finished the second book probably like a week before I saw the movie. Yeah. Better than the first Ooh, book. Oh, so it's like Empire yeah. Strikes Back. Yeah, nice. It is like because it kind of like ends with questions, still. a little darker tone. And I've talked. I'm. I just started the third book. I talked to someone who finished the third book. And they're like, yeah, you could. It it ends, but it could definitely continue if the right. author chooses to do so. Yeah, I wasn't uh, super crazy about the whole aesthetic of the the rich people in the capital. Like, it almost seemed kind of arbitrary. Like, I mean, I just. You know, well, it was supposed to be a throwback to the whole. Like, I understand, but I mean, I'm assuming this takes place on Earth sometime in our future. Yeah, and you know, I don't know. It it seems such an arbitrary decision because I could never actually see anybody choosing to go back to that kind of aesthetic. Um, it just seemed weird to me. Well, but, I could say that about people walking down the street right now. You mean? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, I mean the you know. The neighborhood I live in, people walk down, you know, with skinny jeans and like unwashed hair all in one direction. And like, I mean, what's you could say that about any fashion trend that's. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It just kind of bugged me. Um, But what? I mean, I certainly got the point from it that like it was all about excess living in the capital while the rest of the world is living, you know. Yeah. Just. But but I have to say one thing that I did appreciate is that usually when you have uh usually when you have a story like this in a dystopian future where there's some kind of crazy you know like would you take this or that movie in time or any of those kind of stories there's always what's going on on the surface um and then there's sort of what's going on beneath the surface and I like how there wasn't really uh beneath the surface sort of dastardliness from the people in the Capitol other than the president. Yes. Um, oh, okay. Well, well, what I'm saying is I like that that didn't play a part in this movie. Right. You know what I mean? Because it was like, well, this is what we do, and everyone knows it's BS, Right. but this is the way it is, and whatever happens, happens. You know, it's not... I, I mean, yeah, there was the stuff with throwing other other things at them to make it harder and all that kind right. of stuff. But that was obviously part of it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, you know, I like that. So maybe I won't like it in the future. I don't know. No, you will. Yeah. You will. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, in general, I thought it was a great movie, and I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I did, so, too. I was um, happy with it. What else have you seen? 
Um, not really that much. I did. <laughs> okay. Uh, I did go back and watch. Remember after the last episode, I was saying I want to start watching some old Meryl Streep movies. And yeah. How? Uh, yeah, I saw the, like the worst Meryl Streep movie ever called Heartburn. Wait, wasn't that the one where Robin Williams was a robot? No. Oh, that's Heart Beeps. Never mind. <laughs> Heart Beeps. <laughs> No, this is bad. This is this is an '80s movie. W- was with her and Jack Nicholson, and apparently it's about the real life, like second marriage of Nora Ephron. Like it was written and directed by Nora Ephron. Who cares? Oh my god, it's terrible. It's terrible. I mean, she's not bad in it, but like the, just the the source material is well, who just cares? the worst. And the music, it's it's an '80s movie, so like the music is that like remember the music they'd play in movies such as like the synthesized like romantic comedy music. You mean any John Carpenter film? No, no, no. Like, no, no, no. It's a romantic comedy. Think of like a 80s romantic comedy that would have like like Baby Boom or, or oh, that, that whole synthesized. But yeah, but I you know, know what I'm you, talking about. I know what you mean, yeah. Oh, my God. It was so bad. I, I barely got through it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so Meryl Streep has made some stinkers. I told you that, that uh, what was it, Death Becomes Her or whatever? Oh, that's not anywhere near as bad as this. Really? Yeah. Because that movie that's was entertaining. T- that movie was terrible. No, that's entertaining. I didn't like that. Um, so I will say that I watched the first half of J. Edgar. Um, you know, it's a very long movie and we started to watch it one night and then we both got too tired and then the next night we couldn't finish it. And of course, when you do that, it disappears from on demand. So I don't you know. You probably weren't even that upset about it, were you? No, I didn't really. <laughs> was, I mean, was it any good? It was pretty boring. Like, you know, it, it, in many ways, especially because it was, you know, Leah Carpo Denardio, in many ways it was similar to the um, Howard Hughes movie, The Aviator. You saw that, right? Yeah. Okay, so it, there are a lot of things that are similar between them. Um, like Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, not only that, but then, you know, they both have, like, weird issues with their moms, remember, uh-huh. in The Aviator. So, I don't know. It was pretty boring so far, and I was hoping there was going to be more, like, spy intrigue stuff, and we didn't get to that part yet. Uh, so. So blah. Yeah. Yeah, I have no desire to see that. Did everyone know that he was gay or bisexual or whatever? I think so. Didn't he like, wear women's clothing? Oh, was that him? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, did they know that back then or did they just know that after? I don't know. I don't know that that was so easily detectable back then. I mean, look at, like, Well, I mean, first of all, how would Paul you know? Lynn. It's not like you were going to – I mean, it's not like there was an internet or you were going to see anything on, you know, right. extra or anything no, like that. No, but I'm saying even if someone was, like, slightly You think effeminate... people didn't know about Paul Lind? Uh – yeah, I think they just thought he was eclectic, or even like Liberace or Rock Hudson. I or... had no idea he was gay. Women loved him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think it was just more eclectic than it was like you know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I didn't live through that time, so I have no idea. But um, anyway, so we saw half of that uh, a few weeks ago after it came out. We also saw John Carter, which um, uh, let's just pull this item right out from the miscellaneous the biggest movie flop of all time because they spent $250 million marketing it and nobody went to see it. And, you know, it's got a decent score from people who have gone to see it. Amy and I loved it. We both loved the movie. We thought it was a lot of fun. It really felt like more of an old-school action movie that you could take, you know, like a family with not little kids, but, you know, older kids or you know, young teenagers to go see and have a really good time. There wasn't really any swearing. There wasn't the, the violence was more, you know, cartoony action violence than, you know, gory violence. Um, there was no nudity. There was no, you know, any of that kind of stuff. So it was like a cool old school 
you know, action adventure sci-fi movie. Like along movie. the lines of like The Mummy. Um cuz I know I, that I su- that's what that movie tried to do, but I found it boring. I suppose and I in a way that this would be the same. No, the, I think this was a infinitely better than that movie. Oh, okay. I thought that movie was too campy in parts okay. and felt um you know, we've talked about this before how certain movies for whatever reasons feel too small and isolated. Right. Like that the, the movie never they breaks out of its epic, own little but, world. Yeah, yeah. yeah, where this felt very epic and it was it, it's a cool story. I mean, it's just a cool story. Right. And um and there were so many and there were really cool things about it that reminded me of some aspects of how Star Wars was made. I'm not comparing this movie to Star Wars at all, but one of the things that I like about Star Wars is how a lot of the technology and the space stuff was wasn't like, oh, now we have this, you know, Z two thirty eight space calibrator. You know, it wasn't that. It was it was backdrop. Right. And there was a lot of that in this too, where there were some really cool elements of the technology that was on Mars that were just kind of backdrop, but really, really cool. And um but my favorite part of the movie was the uh lead female character, uh Deja Thoris was played by Lynn Collins, who was on um, True Blood the first season, and I'm trying to think of what else I've seen her in. But she's been in... um, She played... Remember the waitress that Sookie's brother was dating? Yeah. And then she was one of the ones who got killed? She played her. Um, In this movie, one of the most stunningly beautiful women I've ever seen on film. She was so gorgeous in this film. And she's great. She was like the perfect classic heroine. She was, you know, smart. She was... um, you know, tough. She was funny. She was, you know, caring. Whatever, you know, whatever, whatever attributes you would want to have in a in a good heroine in a movie. She had them all. She was fantastic. Um, but yeah, it was really, it was a really cool movie. It was a lot of fun. You know, it wasn't like necessarily a super adult sci-fi action right. movie. You know, it was wasn't Sunshine or something like that. Whatever that thing was. But um, it was it was a lot of fun. It was extremely entertaining. Cool. Um. So we really enjoyed that, and I would recommend it, despite the fact that it has lost a ton of money. And I hope Disney that it, would like you to go see. I, it. I hope that it redeems itself when it comes out on video. And you know, I they're, they're saying that the biggest reason that most people think it flops so badly is because it was so terribly marketed. The right. name is John Carter, which doesn't tell you anything. Which is so weird because isn't the name of the book John Carter on Mars? Or well, from actually, Mars or John Carter of Mars was one of the last books there were 11 or 12 of these oh, really? mars stories that edgar rice burroughs wrote the first one was called a princess of mars and that's essentially what this story is except from what i understand it borrows things from some of the later books i think john carter of mars was a trilogy of short stories that came at the end of all of that but the john carter character i think is in all of the books or most of them or whatever but whatever i mean it was a cool story, but yeah, it was just marketed so strangely. I mean, you couldn't tell really, you know, what it was about and who the audience was or anything like that, but it was a lot of fun. I liked it quite a bit. Um, You want to talk about miscellaneous. movie miscellaneous? Sure. Uh, Will Ferrell appeared. Uh, par, 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 par. Par, par. Will Ferrell appeared on Conan O'Brien's show this week, dressed as Ron Burgundy, to announce that there will, in fact, be an Anchorman 2. So there you go. There you go. I wonder if uh, Steve Carell will be in it. I don't know. He was got good. nothing he was else fine. going on right now. Oh, he's got a few movies coming up. But other than that, he's got nothing else going on right now. Uh, well, those are things, actually. Well, you know what? Just because that's what he does for a living and he's doing it doesn't <laughs> mean he's got anything going on. 
Okay. Uh, Chloe Moretz of both Kick-Ass and Hugo has been cast as Carrie for an upcoming remake of the Stephen King classic. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't well seems, why you would have to remake that. Because well, she's, well, not only that, but she seems too young for that part. Well, high school. I don't know. I just like, I, I, I think. Senior in high school. Yeah. I don't know. She just seems too young. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know why you have to remake that. Yeah, there's no point. I mean, the first one is... There's no point. Fine enough. Right. I like that movie, actually. Yeah, I've never seen that film. You should. Yeah. It's very good. I hear it's very good. Uh, Jurassic Park is the latest movie to get the 3D makeover. The film will see a July 2013 release. I saw a comment about that posted online last night where somebody said, oh, great, they're going to ruin Jurassic Park with the 3D treatment. I'm like, didn't they do that with the lack of story? I like Jurassic Park. I know you I en- no, disagree No, 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 no. I enjoyed it. I just don't think it's a good movie. Because there's really no story. There's really no story. Well, there's the things and the dinosaurs. But there's no the, character like... development on anybody's part in that movie. Really? Uh, yeah, I'll agree with you. So, And I, I have to say, the only thing that I've ever seen Sam Neill in that I liked him in was The Hunt for Red October. He overacts in every other thing I've ever seen him in, including Jurassic Park and including Alcatraz. Um, one of Lou's favorite movies is getting a sequel. Ooh. Midnight Run 2 will be directed by Brett Ratner, and Robert De Niro will reprise his role. Really? Yes. What about... Uh... Did not mention him at all. Uh... But if you think about it, it would be bad if they wrote... It should be a new thing. But I would at least like want to see him or something. Maybe. Maybe a cameo. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if that's going to be any good. I don't know. I love the first one. Uh, Jane Fonda will portray Nancy Reagan in the upcoming film The Butler from Lee Daniels, the director of Precious. I don't know what any of that means, but (laughs) continue. We'll move on. (laughs) The Wachowski brothers, or is it brother and sister? That's what I was going to (laughs) ask. Did he ever do that? I think so. I don't know. Are returning to sci-fi with their upcoming project Jupiter Ascending. Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis are already in place to start. As soon as I hear Channing Tatum, I'm out. Why? He's a good actor. I think he's a terrible actor, and I think he's... He's not a terrible actor. I think he's a terrible... I've talked to many people who have gone to see the 21 Jump Street and say that, like, he's great in it. Okay. Everything I've seen him in, which I can't even name because I've forgotten him. He's great in Step terrible. (laughs) Please. Uh, I find him to be extremely unlikable to watch. Like, I don't like watching him on screen. Because he doesn't have boobies? No, I just don't think he's engaging on any level at all as an actor. Well, that's what people could have said about Keanu Reeves before The Matrix. So, let's see. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Mila Kunis, on the other hand, I could watch all day long. Yeah. Because she's got boobies. Through binoculars. Uh, a sequel. Oh, you'll love this. A sequel to Twins, the 80s comedy with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito is in the works. The new film, currently being called Triplets, will also star Eddie Murphy as the duo's <laughs> long-lost brother. <laughs> That's Isn't that awesome. genius? That's genius. We're twins. Well, of course. It looks like I'm looking in a mirror. <laughs> I think that'll be good. Okay, just remember, nobody likes a smart ass. You know, I actually really like that movie. It's not a good movie, but it's really enjoyable. Well, What the hell did you do to him? I did nothing. The pavement was his enemy. <laughs> um, some more details have emerged on the Beetlejuice sequel. Apparently, the new film will take place 25 years after the oh, last please. one. That is so pointless. That, I'm sorry. That is not a good movie. That's not a good movie. It's a terrible film. It's not a good movie. Ugh, I don't get it. 
Uh, well, then you won't get this either. A fifth Child's Play film is in the works. No, that I do get because that genre just, you know, whatever. Self-perpetuating. And Kenneth Branagh is in talks to reboot the Jack Ryan franchise. As Jack? No, as director. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they already cast the new Jack Ryan, didn't they? Who? Didn't they already pick who's going to play Jack Ryan? Can oh, you look Chris it up? Pine, I believe. Yeah, it is, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm looking forward to that. I like those kind of movies in general. Did you uh, like Thor? Um, That's Kenneth Branagh. He directed that? No. Uh, no. You can't no. This. No. But <laughs> no, I don't no, think I disliked no? no, no, no. I'm just going to say I don't think I disliked it because of the directing. I think I just didn't think the story was big enough. Um, oh. uh, you want to talk about the, the trailers that we saw at the beginning of Hunger Games? There was the Avengers, which, again, I don't know anything about it. I think any it's going to be overload. I, I think I don't know anything about any of the comic book stuff, but it looks like a big space snake. Like a what? Big space snake is what comes yeah. to attack them. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah. It okay. looks like overload to me. Yeah, it looks it's like there's a lot much. going on. Yeah. Um, then there we'll was the, the new ex- way extended trailer for Prometheus, which looks awesome. So amazingly awesome. cool. I cannot wait for that movie. Cannot wait. Is that like late summer or early summer? Because I just cannot wait for that movie. I'm so excited. You're going to have to wait, though. But I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. Go ahead. What other trailers? While I'm uh, Snow White and the Huntsman, which very, looks great. very much looking forward to. And June 8th. June 8th. Well, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. And then I forget what the last one was. Uh, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man. That looks really good to me. You know, it does look good, but I still am not sure I understand... The need to redo Spider-Man? The need to redo it and... and As an origin story, again? Right, which they already did. Right, but I will tell you why this one is already better than the first one. No Kirsten Dunst, no Tobey Maguire. I, you know, okay, Kirsten Dunst, I think you could have put any actress in that and it would have been fine. I mean, you know, okay, right. not Rue McClanahan. You could have put but, any actress in there, and it would have been better than with Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> what I'm saying is it didn't matter who played that part. But it mattered that she was in it because I don't like her. Okay, fine. But uh, I actually like I Tobey like Maguire Toby as as Peter Parker. I, like I thought he had the right amount of aw shucks and believability that he could embrace what was happening to him. Bloody blue. Now, who's playing him? Oh, I don't like that kid. Oh, I like him. Andrew Garfield? Yeah, I don't like him. I like him a lot. I can't look at him without thinking of the cat. The cat. Garfield. <laughs> okay, that's ridiculous. It actually looks like the cat is on his head with that hair, <laughs> that big mop of hair. And they're actually dating in real life, so there you go. Him and the cat? No, him and Emma Stone. Oh, okay. Who I love. I mean, yeah, that's she's right there. She's and uh, I mean, how cool is it to have like, uh, Sally Field? Sally Field's playing uh, Aunt B. <laughs> the big Mayberry remake. You know that was really good. <laughs> Um and uh, Dennis Leary and right, yeah, all those guys. I I would have liked to seen a trailer for the new Dark Knight movie. Would like seeing that. Would like seeing a trailer for the new Superman movie. Yeah, we're almost uh, we're we're about halfway through season ten of Smallville. Yeah, and inching ever closer towards him, you know, becoming Superman. It's so, only taken ten years. It's only taken ten years. Ten long years and one prom. Oh, and it was really funny because one of the songs that somebody sang, I don't know if it was last night or the night before on American Idol, was like some really super cheesy song, and Amy just starts laughing. I'm like, what? She goes, you know when the last time I heard this song was? I'm like, what? And she goes, the prom scene in Smallville. There you go. (laughs) 
Uh, anyway, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about everything else. We are back, and it's time to talk about everything else in the old mashup. Moosh, moosh, If moosh. you were a victim of the iPhone 4's antenna gate scandal and didn't take up Apple on its offer of a free iPhone bumper or case, you are entitled to 15 smackaroos. So go get it. I took the case. Did you? Yep. Oh, well. But it's the same case I've had on it since... I got it. Well, considering so. most cases for iPhones cost in the range of two to three hundred dollars, uh, you probably came out ahead on this one. Two to. I'm just kidding because they're so expensive. Oh, thirty dollars. It's yeah. a piece of plastic junk. For thirty dollars. For thirty dollars. Yeah, but I do know um, people who have sent in their for the fifteen bucks. For the fifteen bucks. Nice. Amazon's Jeff Bezos has discovered the resting place of Apollo 11's F1 rocket engines about three miles down in the Atlantic. He's going to attempt to bring one or more of them back up. Each of the five engines on the Apollo's booster generated. 1.5 million pounds of thrust, and each had a 55,000 horsepower turbine just to feed it the 700 gallons of liquid rocket fuel per second required to launch the rocket. Those numbers are just mind-boggling. Like, so why do you want? Why do you want that? Well, it's a piece of history. Oh. You know, people went to the moon. You know, little things like that. Robot powerhouse Boston Dynamics has shown off another cool robot. This one called the Sand Flea. It, it's like this little tiny thing. It looks like it's about a foot square, and it's got you know, wheels, and it can drive upside down or right side up. And what it does is it, like, tilts back on its back wheels, and then it, like, jumps up on top of a building or over a rock or onto a cliff or whatever, and it doesn't matter which side it lands on because it can just drive away. It's really cool. cool. Um, New data shows that there are anywhere from 10 billion to 100 billion habitable planets just in our own galaxy. But we still have no idea how many of those would be Earth-like in terms of having gravity similar to our own. So ah. what that means is there are anywhere from 10 to 100 billion planets that probably could have water and other things to support life. But if they're really big, the gravity is so heavy that it would crush us just to be there. And if they're really small, well, then we could all be like Superman, so that would be cool, I guess. But um, but that's a lot, and that's just in our galaxy. DARPA's unmanned Mach 20 aircraft had its second test last week, and it flew at controlled speed for three minutes before crashing itself into the ocean on purpose. Now, if you're wondering how fast Mach 20 is, here's a nice little frame of reference. L.A. to New York in just under 12 minutes. Wow. Insane. It can get anywhere in the world in under an hour. No wonder they want it. Uh, LG's ultra-slim 55-inch OLED TV will, in fact, go on sale for just $8,000. But come on. It's only 4 millimeters thick. That's like that's like a quarter of an inch. quarter of an inch thick TV. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's really where but you get into for an eighth of that you can get a inch thick TV. Right. So why not just save the seven grand and get an inch thick TV? Well, that's I think what most people are gonna do. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh I'm ahead you, of myself there. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you would expect that to be an astronaut, you'd have to be good under pressure, be in great shape, and probably have half a brain. Well, China's rules, especially where women are concerned, are even more stringent. Female astronauts have to be married, have to have given birth naturally have no decayed teeth, no body scars, and no body odor. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't everyone have body odor? Uh, they're not allowed to in space if they're Chinese because uh. that could offend your other astronauts in such close quarters. That's their actual reasoning. I see. Um, that part also applies to the male astronauts, just in case you're thinking they're that sexist. 
Um, there's a video of one of Google's autonomous cars driving a blind man to Taco Bell, a dry cleaner, and back home. Completely autonomously. The guy doesn't touch the controls. That's pretty cool. You was know, the that, man actually blind? Yeah, he was blind. Well, <laughs> I, would, I would hope so. Why would they fake that? Well, I mean, why would they have to use a man that's blind? I think the point is to make people understand at least one good reason to have autonomous cars. Well, the and the reason hope, that I think... And to give hope to blind people. Not only that, but so that they can finally use those ATMs that have Braille on them. Because they've never been able to find them in the first place. Uh, you know how in movies and TV shows, detectives can use fancy computers to do lightning-fast facial recognition to help them catch the perps? I like how I'm using the terminology. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, well, a new piece of software by Hitachi Kokusai Electric can do it even faster than what you've seen in movies. Their software can take a photo from any source with a face only needing to be 40 by 40 pixels, which is nothing. That's, like, smaller than a Facebook profile picture. And search through 36 million stored images to find a match in one second. That means that it could search through the entire population of the U.S. in 10 seconds. That's insane. It's very fast. That's really fast. Fast people. And finally, somebody in Seattle is selling a one-third scale TIE fighter replica made out of plywood and cardboard for 150 bucks. Good luck stuffing that in the back of your mini. Um, it's big enough for a person to actually sit in. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but I don't know why no, it's selling so cheap. What would you do with that? Put it on your roof deck? Mm-hmm. That hey. would actually be cool. <laughs> I think you have a phone call to make after we're done. Until um, uh, next wing shoots it down and destroys my building. Well, that's not my problem. <laughs> um, all right, so that brings us to the point in the episode where, as always, we reveal our best and worst entertainment moments of the week. Please, please, Tony. This <laughs> is your worst, won't you? Uh, my worst would have to be going to see The Hunger Games in the theater that I went to see it at. And I don't know if it was the projector or what it was, but it was so dark. It's like like a lamp was burned out on the projector or something. The really? picture was so dark. Did you and see I it was... in 3D and forget to put on the glasses? No. Oh. Um, oh, my God. It was so annoying. I mean, I, I knew going in when I saw the previews, I'm like, okay, these previews are way too dark. It really took away from the enjoyment of the film. I really want to go see it again to see it in normal. Normal vision. Normal vision, yeah. Yeah. It was so annoying. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would be bad. The only thing that's worse than that is if it's the frame is out of you know out of whack like yeah. it's low or high or whatever or if the sound is bad yeah. i mean those things will ruin a film and a movie going experience <laughs> uh my worst entertainment moment since the last time we did the podcast unquestionably lori in the finale of the walking dead lori over carl well yeah carl didn't do anything annoying carl killed dale essentially that wasn't in the last episode no but Whatever. I guess it no. Lori, Lori so being the most horrible character ever is what my worst entertainment moment is. Okay. I can't stand her. I can't stand her. Every time I see her, I cringe. She's got boobs though. Not really. You like boobs? It's <laughs> with you and boobs today. I like the boobs. God. And she doesn't really have any anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, then that's why you don't like her. Carl's are just as big. <laughs> Let's put it this way: Ricks are probably bigger. Oh, but then I do like Rick. So there you go. I guess boobs. you're right. The boobs. <laughs> Uh, what about your best entertainment? I'm moment? gonna have to go with the season finale of Walking Dead, and I'm gonna have to go with the Hunger Games. So there you wow. go. Look at that. Yeah, I really. It was a toss up for me. I don't think Hunger Games would have. My second best would have been, uh, or you know, maybe tied for best would be Batman: Arkham City. Wow, loving it. I'm loving wow. it, and I, it's one of those you know, few games come along where I like. I really just want to go play. Yeah, 
And even like it's one of those where Minesweeper. Like, <laughs> where like, you know, maybe I won't do the main missions. I want to go out and do some of the side missions or collect. They have these Riddler trophies and like they're all over the city and you've got to like some of them are in like traps and you have to figure out they're like puzzle games. You gotta right, figure out right. how to get them out. I remember that from the first one, how there was one like right in the beginning, like stuck in a vent or something. Right. And uh when you find one, does it go No, it unlocks stuff. So Ooh. it unlocks like I mean some of it's dumb, like concept art you can look at in yeah. the you know, options menu, but some of it's like uh challenge maps for the like you know, again, they have these like time challenges and like all the stuff that we don't like, but yeah. Um, do you remember when when uh, Steve Wiebe was supposed to be playing video games at a Logan Hardware, yep. which you said was weird because it's not even a hardware store; it's like a record, like a record store. store or something. Yeah. Um, they had some classic video game tournament there recently. Really, with all these people, all these old games, and all these like you know pro players and stuff. Like it was in with the la- within the last week or so. Um, so I don't know what the connection is there between that store and classic video games, but apparently somebody there. Likes them enough to keep doing these things, but I know somebody who went to it and videotaped a lot of these guys, and he said oh, it was he said it was really entertaining, um, and it was cool because people got to play all those games too. Because you don't really, you know, they are actually opening. I don't know. I told you this. They are opening a classic arcade in Chicago. What? Yeah, they'll have all the classic eighties games. What? It's gonna have a bar in it too. What? Because that's where they're gonna make their money. What? <laughs> Let's be honest. Let me look it up. Um, that actually sounds like a great idea, and I think it's time has come. I wonder if they're going to get the actual games or if they're going to have, like, the multi-games. Actual games. That's really cool. I saw a multi-game. Um, I went to a restaurant called Central Kitchen and Tap, and they had one of those multi-game things, and, and it had, like, all the Mr. Do games in it, which I thought was kind of funny. Remember all those? Mr. Do, Mr. Do's Castle, yeah. Mr. Do's Wild Ride, whatever. I thought that was pretty neat. Liquor Park, Emporium Arcade Bar. Wow. When's that supposed to hit? Uh, I don't know if it's going to... Oh, it's going to be on Milwaukee. So not far from my house at all. This is great news for area arcade files whose nearest option for old school class arcade games is Logan Hardware. I need to walk in there. You do need to go That's in right there. down the street from me. You and really need se- to go in there. It's, on tap at the Aporium will be 18 to 24 varieties of craft... Oh, that that's the beer. And let me just... Just 20 games. Well, still, that's 20 more than you got now. Right? Does it say what they are? Uh, no. 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 Okay. All right. Well, uh, don't forget to visit us on Facebook. And please, if you listen on iTunes, leave What'd us a review. What you your best was? What? Oh, Hunger Games. Yeah. Okay. Leave us a review and a rating on iTunes because it uh, helps, helps us in the ratings. Do it. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye.